Season one, episode three. We are the Motorcycle Men. Throw a leg over, people. It's Motorcycle Men. Hi, I am Ted, a.k.a. Buzz, and I am the host of Motorcycle Men. Here with me is my brother, Tim, a.k.a. the Chicken Hawk. Yay. How you doing, brother? All right. How are you? Good. We are missing our uh, brother, Chris, who could not be with us today because uh, it's Chris the Joker. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, he couldn't be with us because he has to work, you know. Yeah. That's kind of suck. It's a bummer because it would be good to hear because I know he's getting closer to his uh, motorcycle pickup day. I know, and he wanted to be he, here too. He's pretty, he's pretty psyched about that, you know. And um, yes, uh, Saturday's the big day. Saturday's the big day. You know, he's he's pretty excited. Uh, it's funny because uh, you know we've been watching the weather like crazy, and <laughs> as as you watch it, you, know, you you know seven days out, you can kind of guess what you're gonna get. You know, right. you know, but we're seeing we're seeing forty five degrees and rain. Possibly, and we're like, oh, but that's going to stop raining in the afternoon, and we're going, yay, yes. And but then, but then the temperature's dropping as the day progresses. So he's going to have to ride home. Yeah, <laughs> have, I know. To, he's going to have to get chaps before Monday, <laughs> Saturday. He's going to have to get a snowsuit or something, <laughs> right? But uh, I even offered said, look, if it's raining, I'll, I'll bring the trailer and we'll just trailer the bike back here. And that's I know that's not fun. Though. I know you can't, you can't bring your first bike home. Yeah, that that's way. you the, can't do that. That's the. That you gotta ride it. <laughs> you gotta ride it because, yeah, I just got this brand new bike and I'm gonna celebrate by trailering it out of the parking lot. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's just not what you fun. want. No, no but you want to. You haven't never. He hasn't ridden it yet, so he's gotta ride. It. You know, it's this. It, well, it, here's the thing, and we checked the weather again, and as of today, uh, when we were over in Salad Works, <laughs> yay, food, food. Uh, yeah, we 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 went organic today. We yes. had Salad Works for dinner. And Great place to have food. Don't want to and put too much pressure on those uh, bike shocks. <laughs> well, that's going to happen soon enough. Um, so we checked the weather away over there. We thought it was going to be in the mid fifties now on Saturday, and mid fifties, and it's going to stop raining in the morning. So right, so that would be an to... ideal riding conditions for the afternoon. And I told him that I would ride my bike up uh, from down South Jersey uh, up to here. Yeah, but you got the suit. Now what he's well, going to have to like uh, put long johns. On. I have already, I've already committed myself that you know when that happens, when Saturday comes, I will wear my chaps, and I'll wear my insulated jeans, and of course I'll be because it'll be great. Of course, I haven't worn that get up going sixty five miles. What about your hour. hands, though? My hands will be cold. <laughs> I got the heated grips, but my hands are still going to be cold. You know, but Do you have the big uh, gauntlet gloves. I got the well. Uh, Here's the thing. I can't find them. Oh, no. I've got my other pair. I don't know. I can't find them anywhere. I've got my other pair, which I wore yesterday, but I can't find my gauntlets. I don't know where. That's what you need on the highway, though. The gauntlets to keep the air from getting under your shirt, under your jacket. Yeah, they got the big sleeves that go over, and I can't find them anywhere. You know what my big fear is? What? My big fear is I left them in the saddlebag when I sold the Sportster. Oh, no. Free gloves. Yeah. Oh, you have to buy them before next week. That you know time. what I could do is I could call the guy and say, hey, look, I think I may have left my gloves in the bag. And he's going to go, what gloves? <laughs> what gloves? Yeah, I know. Not the I, ones that I'm wearing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, you know. Shut up! 
Uh, I, I just I just feel bad about that. But I do have those other gloves, and like you said, I, even though I have the heated grips, and they do get warm, they get really hot. But you know that just makes your palms nice and comfortable. Or doesn't just like the back right. of your hands. Exactly. No, what you can always do is you can always. Uh, Get those one size fits all gloves and put them on first, and then put the other gloves. A double insulated. Oh yeah, it but works for me. It, okay. the, thing, the thing about that is, is that it limits. It kind of restricts your motion of your hands because not too the, much, not too much. Uh, you have nothing but to try. Ah, uh, yeah, you're try. right. I'll give it a try. shot. I will give it a shot. I, it's all I can do is just give it a shot. Because if you were wearing those winter gloves that they have for motorcycles, they're thick. They're very thick, and they're yes. no, it's no different than wearing that. I know. So, a couple of years ago, let me tell you what it's I like did. Dressing in layers. So that's what it comes down. Let to. me tell you what I did a couple of years ago, when I had to drive my Sportster from Brick up to here. Um, it was like thirty-five degrees out, and I had to move the bike. I had no choice. I had to move the bike that day. It was sunny out, but it was only thirty-five degrees. Now I put on like three layers of pants. I put on like a bunch of, I had this huge leather jacket I put on. I put on glove liners and I also put on a pair of thin slate gloves. That's all I had at the time. I was like, so not rider equipped. (laughs) I was not. And I had my only my three quarter helmet to wear. And believe it or not, although I was ducking down behind my little sports windshield, which is, you know, the glorified bug deflector, I was actually pretty comfortable. I was, I was all right. But, you know, when you're riding an hour on an 883 Sportster at 60 miles an hour in 35-degree weather, no matter what you do, something's going to get cold. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, the feet. The, the feet. Oh, my God. Well, gladly we don't have to do that. So um, moving on. Um, I took my bike out. You took your bike out. you took your. I was so excited. Really? Yes. That's fair. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. It's good to see. Yes. Hey, yes. Yes. You took your bike out. It felt so good. Problem is, my hands got cold. We were just talking about that. My hands got cold, and my legs started to get cold. And I wanted to keep going, but I knew if I got any further from home, it would have been too much. So how far so, did you go? I what, 10 miles, maybe? <laughs> and it's just... Just when you're starting to get warmed up to go, and it's like, oh, I can So you see, it just goes to show boys and girls that, well, if you have... A, a, a fairing on front of your motorcycle. The doesn't size help. Doesn't it helps matter. a little. I, mean, my, little. I had to, I wore my full helmet, which was nice, and I put a scarf on, which kept my neck. So my body was perfect. Okay. I had not. I was not uncomfortable at all. Just the hands started to get cold, and I didn't double glove like I was just telling you to do. Shame which I should. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but I know better next time. Yeah. But I, 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 my, like I, we were just talking. Like I said, my. Low temperature is 50 starting. If the temperature is not 50, I really don't want to ride because it becomes uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, especially if you don't have. You put all these clothes on just to ride. Now you're like. A, <laughs> you're like the kid from um, from a Christmas story. Exactly. Right? You're laying there. You're right. And you're you just laid there like a slug. <laughs> uh, no, no. But so what, you know, but and again, at this time of year, as everyone knows. You know, with the temperatures being what they are, and you know, you, you go out there and you, you start your bike up, you sit on it, and you go like, "Well, it's maybe I can take it for a little ride," and you do, and basically you just teased yourself because you want to go further, but you know, you just want to, and you, know, and you can. It just 
You just don't. You just you want to, well, but you don't hey, want to. Yesterday, I went out on my bike, and that's it. I you sat wrote. on it and turned it on, and just to hear it run, and sat on it for ten minutes. <laughs> Isn't that and sad? And I just wanted to go, but it was freezing. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I'm waiting though? for the engine to warm up to get me warm, and I'm shaking. Uh. <laughs> Isn't it? But it's just not well, not good. I, I've learned that uh, even if you have, even if you're sitting on your bike, if, we, if we, you're non Harley owners. Uh, you know, Harley's generated a lot of heat. The V-twin just, just pumps out a lot of heat. And uh, although, I mean, I remember with my Sportster, even though it was only 883 in the colder weather, I would put my hands on the cylinder. <laughs> it just, just it would generate some heat. And, uh, you know, the heat does come off, but you don't – it doesn't generate enough to really keep you warm. <laughs> you know, it just we gotta, doesn't. we got to get that heat up here so drill like a – like a little heating system. You know when you do feel the heat. You do feel the heat in the summertime. Oh, yeah. No, that's when you're going to feel it. You know? um, well, I got, uh, as you know, I dropped uh, my Harley off on Friday at the dealer to get its 30,000-mile uh, service. That's wonderful. And uh, they're in, you know, which is great. Which, and which you should know, as, as a Harley owner, each 5,000-mile increment, there is a series of... Uh, Maintenance things that you were supposed to do. Now, now I'm you sure. You have the list of all the things they did. Uh, yeah, I I have that list planted firmly in my brain because they recited to me like three times what they had to do. Um, and the thing is, as as a Harley owner, you have that. And I'm sure most motorcycle uh, manufacturers have a specific maintenance schedule that you are supposed to follow for your motorcycle. And there's cold weather things you're supposed to do. But uh, and with Harley, it's like at five thousand mile increments. There is specific set of things that you should do, like you know what you need done at ten thousand miles is going to be different than what you should have done at thirty thousand miles. In my particular case, here, what this is what the things that they did, and not including the two things that I asked them to do. Okay, is plugs. They changed the plugs. <laughs> Very good. Uh, they changed the oil. They also changed the transmission fluid. They changed all the filters. Uh, they adjusted the uh, belt. They adjusted the cable. They adjusted the brake cables. They checked the brakes. Uh, as in, when I say check the brakes, they actually check the pads, make sure they're good, and replace if necessary, which they did not need to do. Uh, they checked and or changed all the bulbs if necessary. <laughs> they also, um, uh, what am I forgetting? Greased and lubed all movement points. So suspension, uh, axles, they did all that. Cool. Okay. So that is the bulk of the things that they did. I asked them to also install for me a 12-volt uh, adapter, which is now firmly planted on my uh, one and quarter inch handlebars. You have it right in front and right in the middle? Right in front and the middle so that I can plug all sorts of accoutrements into it. And I also, I was getting this oil-burning smell. And the bike doesn't leak. Uh, it's not smoking. So I didn't know where this oil-burning smell was coming from. So I said, please check that. And I always noticed it after the bike was warmed up and I've been moving for a while. So they told me that what that was coming from, they noticed that there was some steering, uh, some Excessive steering grease that had been apparently leaking somewhere or was excess, I guess, grease that may have seeped out from the tree. 
And apparently, as where I was moving, that was hitting the cylinder head and smoking or burning, and that gave us the smell of oil. And now that does sm- sound right. And then yeah. I'm thinking, like, oh wait. And, and I thought about this yesterday after I got the bike home. I said, wait a minute. If there's excessive grease coming from the tree, does that mean there's something wrong with the tree? Right. So I, should, nothing should be leaking. Nothing anywhere. should be leaking anywhere. Right. right. So I, 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 unfortunately, I was way too busy at work today, and I didn't have the opportunity to call them. But I will give them a call tomorrow, and I will quiz the man who worked on my bike and say, what means this? Right. So all total, I, again, <laughs> again, <laughs> okay, uh, it came to $431. Ouch. Yes. And but that's that's like a standard Harley. You bring it in for anything, it's three hundred dollars from the start. Yeah, just walking in the door. That's three hundred dollars. So it really only cost you one hundred and twelve because you knew you were spending three hundred. <laughs> now, generally speaking, I think every Harley owner will agree. If you're just changing the oil, changing the plugs, uh, even changing your uh, your your, uh, your primary your primary oil, even changing your filters, you're going to do that stuff yourself, and you're going to save a boatload of money. The only thing it's going to cost you, of course, is for for those things, the plugs, the filters, whatever. But when it comes to things any more extensive than that, you might bring it to them to say, could you do this for me? Right. You know, I could have done the 12 fold adapter myself. I could have done that. But, you know, when it's 35 degrees outside and I don't have a garage, I am not doing it. Right. No. You know, it's better so. off to have it ready to go when you're ready yeah, to ride. You know, now you can just ride. So, and the thing is, and so I was to pick it up yesterday before seven o'clock. Um, thanks to the Mad Max Highway that we have, <laughs> uh, it took me an hour and a half. Ouch! I'm sorry. Take that back. An hour and forty five minutes to get home. <laughs> yes, it took me an hour and forty five minutes to get home, and uh, I had to rush around like I walked in the door at the service center at five to seven. Oh. <laughs> but it was good to see uh, my, my, my sugar out there. She was all uh, waiting for me and uh, cranked right up, and it sounded great. And it was, yes, it was very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you it, got it. That's the thing. <laughs> and it, it felt good to ride it. It felt it was you know when I rode it there on Friday, uh, I was on uh, Route 70 going through uh, Lakewood and uh, through Brick. Not not a fun highway, kind of like it wants to be, kind of like Route 22. Oh, wonderful. Um, but it just didn't meet it. But um, it was okay. But coming back, the road was, wasn't that wasn't that crowded. I was able to get it up to well, 60. How were the roads down there? Can, road condition? Mm-hmm. Well, there are some roads which are really good, like Route 70 is great because uh, it's freshly paved all the way out, and it's, it's, it's in great condition. Route 34 is excellent. It's the some of the sides, some of the main, uh, the I don't want to say major arteries, but some of the more major roads in the area are, are pretty good. There's one or two roads specifically that I have to travel every morning to go to work that are absolutely deplorable, you know, because down there they're actually doing some construction work on the Garden State Parkway, and it, down that South Jersey, the Garden State Parkway isn't as crazy as it is up in North Jersey. Um, but the, tr- the construction that they're doing just makes it more like an obstacle course. And, not, and that's only because of all the barriers they have up in the split right. highway. Which, in that kind of situation, it, it makes me very cautious because people are driving and they're focused on the wrong thing. Oh, they're, they're not focused on oh. the driving. They're focused on what is that guy doing? What are these guys doing? Oh, my doing? God, yeah. And then they don't pay attention. Yeah. And then you're, you're, 
getting slaughtered. No, they, they, it's, you can't. I, I, I have a specific route that I go when I come home that I actually avoid all the road construction, but I have to go like three miles out of my way in order to do so. It's a slower way to go, but I avoid all the madness. And in, in every opportunity I get, and I'm sure you too, you will go the extra mile if it means you have to avoid some Absolutely. congested areas. Uh, Long way. <laughs> you know, well, around, around here in this department, at the Central Command of the Motorcycle Men, you, you, you don't go on Route 22. You avoid it. At you all avoid it at all costs. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's death waiting for you, you know, you go, you know, you just go there. That's just, you're just looking to get plastered. You know, that will cost. I cross it, but I don't. I'll cross it. I'll cross the twenty-two. Little traffic light at my side, but that's about it. But it, around in this particular area, it's like you take every side road you possibly can to avoid the major highways. Uh, I think seventy-eight, Route seventy-eight, east and west, from I think the Wachung Mountain area, the reservation, Mount Wachung Reservation. From that point west, I think you're pretty good. If you yeah. like, but th- then again, I don't know. I, I mean, I prefer if I'm going anywhere, going for a ride. It's not about it's about the ride, not the destination. And we're we're talking about if you're getting on a highway, what are you rushing to get to? That's 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 the whole thing. Side roads are better, in my opinion. Well, again, well, I, th- I think I think at this point, I would I would like to. Uh, Transition from, to something, okay. which brings me to uh, now that you now that you brought that up, what motorcycle men is about is it's it's primarily about the ride. That's what we're mostly interested. It's about Absolutely. the ride. Now, understanding that uh, motorcycle men is we're primarily Harley guys, uh, we're big V twin guys, and we're cruiser guys. Now. Despite that, Motorcycle Man is about the ride. And it's about food, but it's about the ride. Okay? So anybody, regardless of what you ride, I don't care if you're on a, uh, if you're on an adventure bike, a KTM, something like that, or if you're on, a, uh, you're on a Yamaha, or if you're on a sport bike, or if you're on a Honda, or if you're, whatever you ride, trike. Yeah. And yes, even if you're on a Can-Am, it doesn't matter. If you're twisting a throttle, you're part of a, uh, you're part of that two-wheel group, right. and and for for all of us, it's all about the road that you're on and where you're headed. It, it, it's it's not again, it's not the destination, unless of course if there's food involved. You okay? Okay. Uh, so that, and that's and that's just that's what motorcycle means. It's it's about the ride, and we want to share with you as we ride, and then we'd like for you to share with us your rides. You know, there are some guys out there who would say. Well, I don't want to share my road with you because I don't want you to know this cool road I was just on because otherwise it's going to be all crapped up and full of other guys riding their motorcycles and it's yeah, not going to be fun. Motorcycles don't mess up roads. You know, well, <laughs> when I say when I say what I mean by that is crowding up the roads with getting you know a lot of people on them because it's a cool road and a lot of guys won't tell you that. I'll actually look. I'm, well, I was on this cool road, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And. And that's that's not that's what I want to say. Yeah, we want we're going to share with you every road that we've ever been on because we want you to experience all the cool, fun stuff that we've been on. Right. Um, now, mind you, we may not ride two to three hundred miles per ride, four hundred miles per ride. It depends because you know we're all working class slobs, and our 
our ability to ride lengthy rides like that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> our uh, us, uh, guys to, to ride a ride like that we need our weekends yep. and because we have families and because we have crap to do you know we ha- we don't get to do that often we have to actually plan for things like that absolutely you know so that being said as motorcycle men we are all motorcycle men and women and it's about the ride and we're going to share you all that as we can with you. It's going to, we're going to tell everything we can about the roads and where we're going and all that crap, you know? So Absolutely. Where the hell was I? Yeah, we were talking about riding on 78. Oh, yeah. So I'd rather stay off 70. I'd rather stay off all highways if I can. Like When we go to Americade, that's going to be a different story. We have to take the, the parkway up into the... The throughway. The well, throughway. there is the option of, and I mentioned this once before, and, I, and again, this is... Uh, we from in Central Jersey, we can take Route 24 up to Route 287, and then onto the thruway. It adds about another half hour yeah, to the trip. The ride's long enough. Do you want to add more? Uh, at, well, at this point, this at this ride is about getting there. Yeah, because all the riding's going to be done yeah. up there. This is true. Being it takes four hours to get there. <laughs> you know, we got to think about. Now that. there is another option, which I, and I actually took the stupid time to research this. I'm sorry, but I did. And there is another way we could go. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, um, Does it involve transporters? No, 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 no. Why I'm sorry. Not? It, takes, um, it would be taking 9W north. Now, Route 9W p- kind of parallels the thruway, but it's kind of like taking, uh, you know, like Route 22, how it is out west. Not too many right. traffic lights, but it's kind of like that. And... According to Google Maps, it would take six and a half hours. <laughs> Get out of your mind. So uh, we may not do that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so, but yeah, the throughway is going to be fine. It's going to set three and a half hours nonstop straight ahead. But we should be we should be maxing out at like at least at, at least two hundred miles a tank. So we should probably more than likely get at least half, more than halfway there. I hope so. You know, on one one tank before we have to fill up again. Well, got to give our asses a break too. We have to, yeah, we'll give our <laughs> we'll give our asses a break. <laughs> you know, um, well, the weather is starting to change. You know, we're supposed to not fast enough. No, Thursday That's we're supposed way. to get into the mid sixties on Thursday. Yes, that would be nice, but it's not. It's, well, it's, I'm not going to get my hopes up because they said it was going to get sixties last week and it only made it up to fifties, fifty five maybe. So. Well, that's good riding weather. 55 is okay. Yeah, but it didn't start that way. No, it didn't start that <laughs> That way. was the peak. Well, as an example, I was planning to ride to work on Thursday because it's supposed to go up to 68, and then low is going to be 55. Unfortunately, the day is going to start at 35. That's, that's a tough ride. You know, and when I leave for work at quarter to seven in the morning, 35 degrees, yeah, no. There's a good chance for black ice, uh, whatever. I'm not going to, you know. So, I've, and none of that, we have, re- we have band rehearsal that night, too, and I just... Gonna have to carry my gear. No, that's all right. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> not yet. So, so Friday. Now Friday's supposed to be up to 68 again. But rain. But rain. Of course. Of course. Of course. Now I, I haven't checked the weather for the weekend, so I don't know if there's any opportunity to do any riding over the weekend. Um, no, it's gonna be in the 40s again. It's gonna be oh, 54 really? Saturday and then go Saturday. down maybe 50 on uh, on Sunday. Well, maybe. But still, that's below my threshold. I mean, I may, if I, if, but it's Easter, too, so. Okay. Oh, it's right. It is Easter. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh. So, anyway, um, moving on. 
I'm not. We're, we're, originally, we're going to do the song of the week, right. the ride song of the week. We're not going to do that this week. We're going to pass on it for now uh, because we don't have Chris here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we would like to have him here so he can be a part of that and just give us his goofy song of the week. But because he's not here, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so we're going to skip it. Uh, not to mention the fact that uh, we haven't gotten very many votes on the songs that we've posted, so we may have to just do our own voting. <laughs> right, yeah, right. We're going to vote for ourselves. <laughs> we're going to vote for our own songs. Um, let's talk about some... Um, we don't really have much in the way of gear reviews to talk At about. At this point, no. 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 Uh, I mean, I guess... I mean, there is that... I, I don't know. There's that... Perhaps you've seen it. Uh, it's a pet carrier for your motorcycle. <laughs> I don't, I've seen people do that. I, you know, I've seen guys with their and gals riding their motorcycles, and they have their little dogs, you know, standing on the tank, and they're looking forward. The, the, I think the most popular one I've ever seen is a dachshund with the little motorcycle glasses on, and he's right. like looking at, it. <laughs> you know, and, and that's and that's cool and all, but I don't know that I could do that with my dog. No, I would be very uncomfortable. I'd be that. very not, not so very uncomfortable and very afraid. Yes, you know, unless if you have a dog that's maybe brought up in that environment, but still. You're totally relying on, I guess if you're doing it on local roads, it's a different story, but I would never go on a highway like that. No. It's just... But this pet carrier that I've seen, I actually saw it on the, um, uh, what's the what's the podcast page that I saw? Uh, uh, I'm thinking. Thinking? Don't um, think. Um, just know. Just, yeah, thinking, don't know. Just know. Uh, I'll tell you right now. No chill. I want to I want to mention this 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 podcast is are very very good uh, the two ladies that run this Um, it is oh motorific the uh, the motorcycle podcast uh, there's two ladies and on their website on their motorific uh, website there's a uh, a photograph of this woman riding a sportster and on the back of a sportster she's got uh, on the seat on the two up seat on the back she's got uh, what looks to be a boxer inside a inside a mesh bag (laughs) if you will Uh, it's like a pet carrier on on her motorcycle and the dog looked just sitting looked pretty happy just kind of like hanging out yeah i'm on the motorcycle check me out and i don't think like damn i don't think i could do that i've seen it on a um a converted uh a dresser where they took the trunk, the back trunk, and just took the top off and converted that into a carrier. Oh, really? Yeah, which is pretty cool looking, but still, I don't think I would do that. And I, and I know, like, many of these, um, uh, if you go to uh, JP Cycles, for example, uh, it's jpcycles.com. They actually sell a part of their luggage thing. One of the things is a pet carrier, and there's several different types. You know, for your cat or for your small dog. I mean, okay, you're not taking a St. Bernard on your motorcycle. <laughs> you're just right. not. Or Bernice Mountain Dog. Yeah, or no. I mean, it's going to be something a mid-sized to a small dog. I have a Sheltie, I, I, and she's she would not. There's no way I would put her on there. No. You know, I also have a cat. And no. as, as much as I like to, as much as I love to bring my cat with me everywhere I go in my truck, it's fine. But I, I, I he hates the truck. I'm not going to put him on a motorcycle. But that's like pretty much the only thing I saw that was of interest. I did get a um, American Iron magazine, and if you are a, uh, a V twin kind of person and you're riding a big old American bike, this is the magazine for you. It's 
Uh, it has a tendency to lean towards the Harley side of it, or Indian and um, Victory, and pretty much any one of your American manufacturers. There are dozens of American motorcycle manufacturers, but you know your primary big three, Victory, Harley Davidson, and Indian, are the ones that are. I, I guess they're they're the ones that they lean to more in here. Um, there's a lot of great ads in the back of this magazine, which will point you to many great uh, things that you can get for your uh, your V-twin, you know. Um, but in browsing through this, I learned a couple things. And this, and, 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 and this is an admission that I probably shouldn't make. This is the first time I've ever bought this magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but American Iron Magazine, is, it's, and it's great from this one episode, this one magazine that I bought. It's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, they have great maintenance uh, tips and uh, things you can do to your bike on here. Um, one of the things I did learn from this, that of, especially with your, uh, with, with your, your victory people, you had been asking me well, last week. We were talking about uh, we were talking about Hog, which is the Harley Davidson Owners Group. Right. If there's anything like that for other motorcycles, and it turns out there are. <laughs> of course, there has to be. The uh, the website's called the Vogue, which is the V O G, which is the Victory Owners Group. <laughs> the Vogue. The Vogue. That sounds great. There's also a. Um, a, a Triumph Owners Group. It's not called T O G, obviously. Tog. It's Tog. <laughs> it's actually called the. I, I, excuse me for not writing it down, but I didn't. <laughs> it's called the Rat, uh, a Rat Pack, or something like that. Um, there's also uh, forums for depending on what type of Harley you own. There's a forum for every single Harley Davidson you could buy. There's a soft tail forum. There's a forum for Electroglides. There's wow. a soft tail forum. There's a uh, XL forum for your Sportster owners. And there is the 1130cc forum, which is for your V-Rod owners. Uh, and these, it's, like I said, this is the type of things I, I, I just that came across looking through this magazine. It's a great magazine. You get a chance to pick it up. Um, I think I'm going to have to. Yes. Let's, uh, well, let's talk about some of these cool websites that are out there that we've uh, been finding that are useful. I, uh, to that us. new one that's on Facebook now uh, is Fix My Hog. Yes. Which I find interesting. You have to pay for the videos, though, but they have some a lot of good information on there. And it's a lot of times, if you can't afford to go to Harley all the time, which is kind of pricey going at uh, $50 to $85 an hour, you know, you want to try to do some of this stuff yourself. And they give you some tips on how to take care of some of this stuff. I get weekly emails from Fix My Hog, and... They give you instruction on how to do everything from your brakes to a general tune-up, swapping out your uh, handlebars, brakes, everything. Uh, it's worthwhile to check that out. It's fixmyhog.com. Uh, great site. Really, really cool site. Uh, we talked about this briefly last week. It's lets-ride.com, which will give you uh, group-organized charity uh, or just general group rides club rides uh, around the world, not just around the country, but around the world. Wow. Yeah, and it always, for, for example, for the United States, you're obviously, well, unless if you are in Italy and you'll need a ride, you know, you could find one, but uh, in the United States, you would go to their, if you go to their website, there would be a map 
of the world, and you select the United States, of course, and then from that you would click on whatever state you're in, and then a listing of every single ride that would be happening in the months to come is coming up. Uh, for New Jersey, like we mentioned uh, last week as well, on the 11th, is uh, there's a charity ride come up on the 11th. Uh, it's the Elks ride. I believe okay, it. Right. It, wasn't that the um, Brain Damaged Children ride? Something like that. Uh, I believe so. So we, that's, that's, we that's should that. get um, Justin in here to talk about that. Yeah, Justin would be great to get him in here because he's, he's the ride leader on that or he's the, he's the president? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We can definitely definitely get him to come in here and talk about it. We'll get, we're going to get a bunch of guests in. Uh, rise, rallies, and events you can get listing on here. Um, there's, of course, they have polls pages, community pages, uh, membership pages. They have videos and photographs. Um, uh, some of the events that are coming up in, in – I, th I may have mentioned this last week, and again, pardon me if I already have. Uh, yeah, the Rally for Brain Injured Children is coming up on the 11th, and then on the 12th, we have the Steel Crusaders uh, out of Bridgewater, New Jersey. Uh, another one on the 18th out of Mount Ephraim, the second annual blessing of the bikes. But there's a, list, a whole listing listing of uh, rides. So just go to the website. Just go to the website. Check that out. Let's ride.com. Uh, one of the other ones that I may have mentioned once before was bikergeo.com. That is? That is um, geocaching. Uh, is the art of uh, noting specific points or locations wherever you may go. Uh, you may see a rock that you find interesting somewhere, and with if you have a GPS, you pretty much note that rock here at this location, and you upload that geocaching data to the Internet, and... Anybody that else can get, can that can get kind of crazy, though, after a while. If everybody starts putting it on their gets, rocks. Let me tell you something. Well, rocks, yes. <laughs> um, uh, if, no matter what it is that you found, and you can, if you have a – I have a handheld GPS that I like to use sometimes. It's a, it's a Garmin um, CX uh, Legend. And what this enables me to do is I, I use it when I go mountain biking or road cycling. And this will help me plot a route or I could follow a route. And what's cool about this is I can say, okay, well, look at this spot – there's a gum wrapper. Well, by golly, that gum wrapper is probably going to still be there in two weeks. So let me note it, and I can upload this GPX data. I don't want to go to your gum wrapper. And somebody <laughs> might say, hey, look, there's a gum wrapper just where he said it was going to be. Uh, now, if that gum wrapper should move, well, then you're just writing to nothing. But the point being is with Biker Geo, you're able to upload your uh, trip data and your sp special finds, points of interest, and, or you can download that data from other people, too, and you could find those points of interest that they may have found roots from wherever they went. Again, that's, that's a really good website. What's cool about that, too, is when you do things, you, you earn points. Every time you earn points, if you establish enough points, they'll send you stuff. Ah. Yeah. You can get uh, patches. I have two patches on my jacket now that are from Biker Geo. Uh, you can get, the, of course, you can buy these patches as well. Uh, they have patches for all kinds of special events and or for specific. It's they have a patch for the first day of spring. Ooh. 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 <laughs> 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 um, that's a cool site, guys. So that's Biker Geo. Um, another site that I think is really cool. Now, it's not necessarily for. It started out not for motorcyclists. And well, you should suggest it. It should be. Why well, it should be. And I'll tell you why. It, because if you like to, if you're, again, this goes to if you're a GPS person. If you're a GPS person on, for your motorcycle, then it's a site for you. If you are not a GPS person, then. And that site is? That site is mapmyride.com. 
What this enables you to do is, is, is for cycling. What you can do is you can start your ride. You can plot a route. I'm going to go from here, and I'm going to take all these roads. And you can point, point to point to point all the way from, doesn't matter how far. It's limitless. Right back to point A. And then you can upload that data to your GPS and follow that specific route. More, when you're done with your route, you can, regardless of which way you've already got, even if you didn't plot a route, you can just, if you have your GPS with you, that can track your, your path. When you get back, you upload that data, and you can save that route for later or share it. Now, I've suggested this to uh, MapMyRide.com, that they should enable a feature for motorcyclists that they could share this data. A and again, anybody can use this. It doesn't, it's not restrictive to my motorcyclists or bicyclists. It doesn't matter. It's a great site. I've used it when I had my sports or I've used it many times, and that's how I found places to go and routes to take. Now, granted, a couple of times that we rode last year, my GPS failed me in that I... And so did your mind. And so did my <laughs> mind. So we're slamming on our brakes trying to make turns because you make, oh, yeah, we got to turn here. My God, we're going to go. Well, you know, the thing about the, the, uh, the downside to the Legend CX that I have, the Garmin, the little handheld unit, it's primarily for cycling, like I said, and, or, or, or mountain biking. It's only got a two, three. It's got a screen. There's a key word in that. It's handheld. Handheld. No. And the thing is, I got an iPhone 6 Plus, and it's probably it's a quarter of the size of that. Okay, my iPhone 4S. It's, the screen is smaller than that. Wow. So when it says turn here, it's not like, you know, in big red letters, turn here. You, you know, you, gotta, you really got to be seeing it. Like the, the newer, uh, like the TomTom Tom GPS that is available for your motorcycles now. It's got a four-inch screen, I think? Yes. Kind of like this. Now, a four-inch screen, you're going to see that. And if it's right in front of you, you're going to see it. But with a little handheld GPS, eh, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. No. Um, another good site, and, uh, well, of course, GoPro. GoPro.com. I mean, who, who doesn't have a GoPro? Do you have a GoPro? No, I don't. I wish I did. Well, why don't you have a GoPro? Um, I'd rather buy parts from a motorcycle right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I realize if, if you're into filming what you do, you know, taping your show, uh, taping your rides, mm -hmm. then by all means, get a GoPro. There are plenty of other good. Sony has one. Um, oh God, there's so many companies out there that have them now, and, I, and their names escape me. Well, my son has a cheaper version of it, right? Which okay. works. Yeah, seems to work. And what's cool about that is you you can add music to it, you know, and you can share these things on YouTube. I have watched many many videos that people have put on their YouTube page that they've taped while they're on taped when they videoed while they're on their uh, motorcycles. Are you going to use it when we go up to Absolutely. America? Oh, yes. I have the whole ride up? Uh, no. I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Well, I might have it. You know, I've got the mount. What's the, how, what's the long, how long can you ride? Well, here's the thing about the, with the GoPro, it, it, and this is, this is useful for everyone. If you're going to use a GoPro on a motorcycle ride, do two things. One, get the largest SD card that you can and stick it in there. Okay. Two, know, know that your battery will run out before you use up your SD card. So have a spare battery. And the thing is, you because when you have that G GoPro mounted, wherever you have it mounted, you're not going to know that the battery is gone 
until you go to say, well, okay, well, it's time for me to change the battery or until you get to your destination and realize, hey, it looks like the, G- the GoPro shut off an hour and a half ago. You won't know. Uh, with my uh, GoPro, I have one of the original ones, the second generation one, and when the battery's dying, it beeps, beep, 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 and shuts off. <laughs> no, no warning. Right? No warning. <laughs> beep, 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 you're done. <laughs> so, but I've, I've used it for mountain biking, and I've used it for road cycling, primarily for mountain biking. The quality is amazing. I'm only running 720p with mine. I can run 1080, but you're only going to get uh, maybe an hour, 45 minutes of recording time because the, 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 it just consumes a lot of space. But I run at 720, and it's fantastic. The just picture quality is great. The sound quality is not that good. I'll tell you that, right? The sound quality just sucks. Maybe that's out of the version you have. What about the newer versions? The sound quality sucks. Really? <laughs> yes. You need to fix that. No, because you know, they, they, they have it inside this plastic case. Now, the Sony is different, I understand. I understand the Sony, the sound quality is pretty good. Uh, that I do know. Now, with the GoPro, they have it inside the plastic case, and that's for security. Not, well, security in the sense that it's not going to break. Uh, it has a, an open back, and it has a closed back. The closed back one, you use that if you want to stick it on the water, which I have, and it works great. The uh, open back one, you use that if, well, if you want to try to hear some kind of sound. Uh, depending upon where the, it's, you mount it on your motorcycle, whether it be it on your helmet or if you mount it on the bike somewhere, you'll hear something. You know, uh, um, On the motorcycle, I can tell you this firsthand experience, you're going to hear a lot of wind. Not if I put it behind my shield, my windshield. You'll heal their engine. That's, That's okay. it. Now, if it's put it this way, if the if the GoPro is specifically the GoPro, if it's directly in front of you or from waist level up, in front of you, it will hear you talking. You'll it'll get sound that way. If you have it off to the side or, kind, it's not going to hear you. You're going to hear the engine. Because when I had my Sportster and I did the Rolling Thunder ride a couple years ago, I had it mounted two places. I had it on the side of my helmet, and I had it on my handlebars. Note is that if it's on your helmet, it's going to be steady, and it's going to see what you see. If it's on your handlebar, Harleys vibrate, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they do. (laughs) They vibrate. So unless if you're at speed, if you're at speed, it's going to be smooth. If you're sitting still, you think it's going to fly off the handlebars. It's blah, 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 blah. It's, it's flapping back and forth like a flag, you know. But uh, if, I suggest if you're going to get one of these, look at these. I say GoPro because that's what I like and that's what I use, and I think it's a, it's, it's a great – the video quality is fantastic. Uh, one other site that I encourage every motorcycle rider on this planet to go to, it's a safety thing. What do you think it could be? Safety. It's a safety-related thing. Yes. What's the one thing? A loud horn. A loud horn, right. <laughs> well, no, it's... Okay, here... The number one thing that I think every motorcyclist fails to go out with is a... An identify... A large... A large... So large. What's the best way to put this? Okay, a form of visible identification. There you go. Everybody rides around and got to, well, I got my wallet and I got my phone. Well, your wallet, well, you have your driver's license in it and it'll have your address in it, but there's no contact information, no emergency information on it. And unless if you have something specific in your wallet that says, hey, call this person, um, 
it's not there. If you have your phone, you have to fumble around in the phone to find that contact information. Right. So what do you do? Well, us cyclists have a website that we go to, and you can get a thing that's called roadid.com. That's R-O-A-D-I-D.com. With Road ID, what it is is you give them all the specific information you want, and they will create for you a wristband that has your name, your contact information, and has phone, phone numbers, emergency phone numbers. Additionally, they make them for your wrist. They make them in the form of a thing that can attach to your shoes. They also make an, uh, like a dog tag. Not only that, but another version they have is an interactive version, whereas any EMT could take that badge and go to the website and type in your name, and they will get all the contact information they need up front like that. I wear my, go, uh, my um, road ID every time I get on my bike. That's cool. And even if you don't wear it, you have it around your handlebars because it's there for identification. And I encourage everybody to do that. Go get, get one of these. Go get roadid.com. Like something I'm going to do. Definitely. I think everybody should do it. And the other thing that you should have is what? A guardian bell. That's right. A guardian bell. Do you have a guardian bell? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Guardian bell is fantastic. You know, and the thing is, here's the thing about a guardian bell. You can't buy one for yourself. It has, it has to be given to you. Right. Exactly. And being Chris is getting a new bike, he has to get one. He's going to get one, too. Himself. Yep. Yep. Now, do, who, do, who gave you your guardian bell? Chris did. Chris did. Okay. Yep. Where did I get my guardian bell from? Oh, Chris gave me my guardian bell. He's the guardian bell guy. Who <laughs> gets the guardian bell guy is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Now, you can take your guardian bell off your old bike and put it on your new bike. You can do that. That's okay. But you can't buy your own. The story, I don't know all the details behind the story behind the guardian bell. It's, the details are... Oh, you have it. You have it in. There? You have it there. You have it there. I think. As I understand, it's a legend. Is that I could. I could, we could easily look it up on the internet. I have it right here. Oh, you got it right there. If I can get it out. I would like to share it with our listeners. I think that would I be. I think that would be an awesome thing to do. And it's here. And here it comes. And it's coming. It's. You want to read like, it? It's like giving birth here. Uh, it's coming. Okay. Out. out of the bag. Okay. Care to read it? Okay. Legend has it that the, that evil rolled spirits have been latching themselves onto motorcycles for as long as there has been bikes on the road. These evil road spirits are responsible for mechanical problems and bad luck along the journey. There you go. So the purpose of having these uh, guardian bells is the legend goes that that you attach the small bell on the bike and the evil road spirits will become trapped inside the bell where the constant ringing drives them insane, making them lose grip of the hold I have on and fall to the ground. So that's that's the legend. Well, there you go. Now, you don't have to believe in that stuff, but, you know, <laughs> why take a chance when you're on your bike? No, it's, it's funny because I, I never heard about the Guardian Bell up until... Um, Chris mentioned it? <laughs> no, I heard, I, I heard about it a long time ago, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't get it. But now I understand. It's, it's similar to the um, uh, boaters uh, who have sailboats is to put a silver dollar under the mast so as to protect them so that, uh, you know, nothing bad happens to their boat, that type of thing. And I'm sure there's all sort of superstitions that go on around it. And everybody questions, well, do you really believe in that stuff? And then you go like, well... 
do I want to not believe it? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. Uh, let's just take it on, you know, err on the side of caution. <laughs> err on the side of caution. and use it anyway. Um, we, I, we, we were going to have a guest in the studio tonight. Uh, uh, our good friend uh, Lex Hamilton. He is a uh, a, a local rider. He's he's. Uh, I don't want to say he's a madman on a bike, but he's a madman on a bike, and uh, he's been he's been doing. He's just a good friend good friend of the motorcycle man. Unfortunately, he was uh, like like uh, brother Chris. He was unable to make it, and um, so he will not be. So we're going to try to get him in here next time. That, that's Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, something we'll try to do. Um, briefly. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, everybody's yapping about it, and I think we'll we'll do our we'll, we'll throw our hat in the ring, and we'll yap about the Harley Davidson Livewire project, which I read on it and uh, got the article from Cycle World. Um, what I'm reading, I don't know what you heard. Now, with the test bike they had that they got from Harley, only had 30 miles on it, available miles on it. A uh, thirty-mile range. That's right. They well, gave, well, it gave it a thirty-mile range. I could do that going to Dunkin' uh, Well, we know that. Okay, we don't know, but they didn't specify whether it got more, whether you can get more miles on it. They did say it takes three and a half hours to charge. <laughs> three and a half hours. <laughs> three and a half hours. I mean, to charge at full. Now, they did a lot of testing at high-speed runs and all kinds of stuff, and. And they used up 15 miles of it. So wow. it's, it's not as, as much as it is time, as much as, as it is usage. Right. So it's... It sounds to me like what they're trying to do is, well, maybe, I don't know what this is their intent, but it seems as though this bike would be ideal for your, I'll say city cruising. You know, around town stuff where you guess. can, you know, you can do your, if you're, if you're, if you have a five mile commute to work, you know, something like, you know, you would be ideal. You but but one, here, here's the question. What, if you're Harley Davidson, why are you making a sports bike like this? You're, you're known for having a cruiser, a low rider or something like that. You're not known for this. Right. So why not design a bike? That resembles, that resembles what you are known for. And say, hey, this is what we got new here. Instead of trying to get into that Ducati type of thing, which is not you. It's, it, it does have that sport bike appearance to it. I agreed. And maybe it's just that they're thinking outside the Harley-Davidson box a little bit. Well, true. Maybe. All right. Yeah, but still, I mean, if, if it was Again, the other way around. It could be weight. Okay. Why, well, with the composite materials they have today, they can make anything. Right. They can make it they, work. They, they essentially, they, why, they could have why, made it. Why wouldn't they hook up with, uh, well, when they made the uh, V-Rod, who did they hook up with? Porsche. Porsche. So they hooked up with Porsche to come up with that design. Right. Now, why didn't they hook up with Tesla to come up with an electric bike? Wouldn't that have made much more sense? And that design was, well, something in that range that fit both styles. Oh. You know so what's what his name? Saying? Elon Musk? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so what yeah. you have here is a, a sports bike that, sure, it goes fast. It gets up, you can get up yeah. to 90 miles an hour. Okay, that's great. It's instant torque. Instant torque. And it's quick. It get to four, four seconds for 60 miles an hour. That's which fast. Is, that's pretty quick. That's very fast. Now, well, but, Of course, that just, that just chews up all your battery life right, right. there. Right. <laughs> now, you have, see, the whole thing is in any new vehicle. 
they always give you the maximum range. I don't care even right, your, your new car. You got to say you get a new car, and they say you get thirty three miles an hour. I guarantee you, you'll never get thirty three miles to the gallon. No, no, you'll no. get twenty five, well, thirty maybe. My uh, my my truck. Uh, it's rated at 18 miles per gallon highway. I would guess I'm getting 15. Right. It's never what they say. No, so now on no. this electric bike, they're saying you're going to get X amount of miles. Are you really, as the as the battery starts getting abused, and how much of that is going to go away? I'm sure there's going to be some degradation over time. Right. But I'm you sure. won't know that. No, you won't. You're going to assume you have the same amount of distance. All well, the time. this I think this is part of their... Let's check it out and see what happens. Let's see what we can do with this. Now, Harley-Davidson does have the Livewire Experience Tour going on around the country. I wonder if they're going to have one over at the... Well, I checked their schedule. Right now, they're hanging out in Las Vegas where it's nice and warm. Well, I right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, they... Oh, I, I, as I understand it, they will be there. Of course, they will be at uh, Americade. Uh, will they have the Livewire there? It's unknown. They, Harley Davidson doesn't make any mention of it as far as the experience tour. They don't mention it. Uh, they also don't mention uh, whether if they're going to have the, uh, on the American website, if they're going to mention that it's going to be there. So I, I, maybe as it gets closer to the date, we'll find out for certain if they're going to be in the area. It would be nice. And as, also, as I understand it, what they, what they are doing with the live wire tour, uh, the experience tour that they're doing, is that they don't actually <laughs> let you take the bike out. And I, I may be mistaken, but this is what I have read. What they're doing is they're putting the bike on somewhat of a, we'll call it a treadmill for lack of a better word. they got the bike strapped down. It allows you to sit on the bike while it's running. Well, running. <laughs> it's on or off. And well, well, run, the th- run the throttle and see what it feels like when well, you just cool. twist that throttle. According to this, it says Harley, Harley Davidson dealer demo tour will be across the country, and they're going to be going to Canada and Europe. And it says customers will be be able to ride the live wire and then give Harley their feedback. So what? What, yeah. what, what does that mean? If they're, going to, they're going to let you ride it, or they're going to be afraid to let you ride it? Well, I, I would think that if they're going to let you ride how, the how, bike. How, how could you give a proper uh, assessment of something by not really riding it? That's true. Now, the thing is, if they're going to do that, say they're going to say, well, we're going to let people take this bike out for a ride. A, they're going to have to have at least, I'll say, three, on, maybe four on hand. Because if the battery only goes 30 miles, they're going to have to, A, restrict your mileage. And they're going to say, okay, you take this out for a mile because we have to keep a bike on the charger all the time. Right. You know. See, that's another thing about this the whole thing is – what kind of charging system is it going to be? Do you have to have a, a plug outside, a special plug outside your house? To- From what I understand, if you have a 240-volt connection, it takes uh, an hour. And if you have a 110 plug, it's going to be three and a half hours, like you said. But... Yeah, but I'm just saying, say you want to go someplace further... You're on the road. (laughs) All of a sudden, you don't know the battery's running dead. And Um, you're too far away to get to get get to the the, uh, It has a a five-inch display, I believe, on the dash. And it has a battery indicated on it. It tells you what your range is. It'll tell you how far you can go. So now you're in the middle of Pennsylvania. 
and you are in the Grand Canyon of the Pennsylvania, which is well, essentially nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden your battery says, well, you've got five miles left. What do you do? And you need, I mean, you pull up to the gas station, can I borrow your outlet? And, you know, and you gonna, Can I borrow your outlet and sit here for three hours? <laughs> you know? I, keep well, blow, I keep blowing your circuit. What are you, can you, can you, <laughs> we're closing in two. <laughs> you know? Can you do a partial charge? I would imagine so. I mean, it's or is the kind of thing you plug it in, or you know, you know, it, to, and if you only do a partial charge, does that destroy See, the battery? I take a very long extension cord with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just keep it plugged in all the time. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's a wonderful idea. I, I, I think it's a great idea it's, to have it's that green to look forward. Yeah, it's fun. It's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I, I just don't think it. I don't. It doesn't fit Harley. It, the look does not fit Harley. The, the, I think the bigger question on everybody's mind is, uh, and they have no immediate plans to make this uh, for sale just yet. They, they, this is, seems like it just be their, their proving grounds. The general public is their testing. Okay, so do they have any immediate plans to put it on the market? Eh, no, not really. It's not basically right now. a prototype. A prototype. If they do put it on the market. What everybody wants to know is the obvious question: How much is this thing going to cost? That's well, they can't even give it. Even in the article, they can't even give. That they can't even tell you. My guess, I would have to say it's going to start at twenty k. Start. That sounds about right. Easy. Easy, and well, and, and, and unless then, if that thing's going to pull sixty to ninety miles per charge and recharge in under an hour. Or at least an hour, then I don't know. It, it, otherwise, otherwise they should just label it. See, a that's the problem bike. with having electrical electric vehicles. They don't have charging stations for them enough. Of them that. Unless if they can, like Tesla, a self recharging battery, just like with the Tesla, it's it's uh, cogenerative where you drive and as you're driving, it's charging itself. What so, I was thinking, they should have a double battery system, while one is charging, while one is charging from the rotation. Right charges the battery, the other one is running the bike. Right. And then you could switch off and on, which would make more sense. But, you know, I'm not the engineer. They I, I heard some fellow podcasters talking about one of the other companies that had a uh, an electric bike as well, and they took the bike out for a ride. And uh, apparently it was a multiple battery system. And one of the batteries, or the, the batter, or battery on one guy's bike died completely while the other guy had some charge left on his. So they took one of the batteries out. And they both kind of basically limped back to the dealer, but they didn't say how how long they were out for. But I'm getting that I get the impression that the harder you ride it, if you're if you're flying, if you're gunning it, if you're off the line like real quick, you're going to drain it faster. Of know? course, so, yeah. So I, I, I get, they're going to be on this for a few years, and for all we know, they may say to, you know, two years down the road, you know what, we're done with this, we're not doing it anymore. And, and here's the problem: now, you get things like um, the the Prius, for instance. Right. That only has a seven-year battery life. Are you serious? And after seven years, th- then it's questionable. They have oh. to, the whole battery system has to get replaced. Know, which is, that I think, cost you? And that's, I think it's like seven or $8,000. <gasps> so that's why you see people selling their Priuses after four, three or four years, or you're releasing them, because you don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And now, is it Look the same that. thing going to happen to these things? Yeah. I, you know, you would think, it, but you know, what's the battery going to cost on this thing if the bike is going to be mostly battery? Wow, think about that. You know, it's like <laughs> just wow. is it going to be a throwaway bike? <laughs> Buy a new one? Oh man, you know what? Here's a, here's the thing. 
I want to bring well, up. You know, it could be a bunch of double A's in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's like it, get your Everettis out. You know, it's like just, just it? pop in a minute. It takes 500 Everettis, uh, double A's. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, um, here's a, something I want to bring about. Now, one of the things that we as Harley owners know, and, and those of you who are not Harley owners or riders, you, you may know this too. Harley Davidson has the distinct uh, uh, pleasure of being, I, th- I believe, the only motorcycle company that has the signals left and right. Now, the right. right signal is on the right thumb. The left signal is on the left thumb. And as you know, as, as, a, as a Yamaha owner and most other motorcycles, the signal is on, it was on beyond one left, left, hand, left, is on hand, left hand, hand, and it's a single button that you push into the right and push into the left. Right. Correct? Did they do that on this bike? That's a good question. Because I will tell you this. On the new Streets 500 and Street 750, they steered away from the typical Harley-Davidson left right. and right switches, and it made it a single switch, which I think, as a Harley-Davidson owner and rider and a guy who loves Harley-Davidson, that was a mistake because one of the things that makes the Harley-Davidson distinctive is that. That you got the signals that are weird because everybody looks at it and goes, what is this? Because I admit it, when you first got in your Harley, you you had a hard time getting used to it. Yes. And yes, anybody who's ever, who's I not I just liked it because you're throttling and trying to do, do the <laughs> left directional, right directional. It's like, yeah. Now, well, let's see, one, of the, one of the interesting things about with uh, the Harley-Davidson. Now, I don't know, uh, the one that you rode, uh, your Yamaha, right. the Harley-Davidson are, are self-canceling. Or was the one on your arm high self canceling? They were self canceling. Okay, because I I, I was as as a lean from the lean. Oh, from the lean. Okay, I know. uh, I know with uh, my sportster and with currently with my heritage, they're self canceling, and I don't know. That's all I've known. I've only known that left thumb, right thumb for your for your uh, for your directionals. I've never known anything else until I sat on the seven fifty, the street seven fifty and street five hundred, and they had that single switch. I'm going like, well, how does this work? It's actually easier, but I, that's... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm used to both, though. It doesn't I, matter Yeah, I guess. You know, I, so I, I don't know. Um, but, you uh, know, uh, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything we wanted to cover this week, right? Yes, we did. So we next week, good. hopefully next week, we will have, we'll have Chris in here again. And maybe we can get uh, a guest. We'll get Lex in here. That would be nice. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Chris's exploits with his new motorcycle. That would be, that's right. He'll have it by then. He'll have it by then. And uh, I'm, well, you know, the thing is, as, as the summer months start coming in and warmer weather comes in, uh, we're, there's going to be a lot of riding going to be happening. Absolutely. And there's going to be probably a lot of post-ride rides, post-work rides, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may, we, we may have to adjust our podcast recording days. We may have to go to a Monday or something like that or a post-ride recording, whatever the case may be. But uh, as you know, both you and I both know if it's nice on a, on a Tuesday night when we're recording, uh, we may be out riding. Right. <laughs> you know, and if we have to do that afterwards, whatever. But, uh, well, I, again, uh, this is Ted, your host of Motorcycle Men. And then, of course, I'm here with Tim, uh, the Chicken Hawk. And uh, thank you, brother. And... Uh, so listen, uh, you guys stay safe out there. And um, Tim, what's the word? And remember, ride like nobody sees you. As a close Have a good day. Ride safe out there. Be careful. Now.